Hey, 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 what is going on here? Welcome back to Truth of Our Youth, the ultimate Zenio podcast. Today, we're talking all things Saved by the Bell, so pump up your Reeboks and hop on in. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Truth of Our Youth, the ultimate Zenio podcast. I am Steve Wozniak, joined by the handsome and talented Martin Vidic. How are you, Marty? I am wonderful, Stephen. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, for, for downloading our last podcast and for sharing it with us. And we're getting some good feedback, and we certainly appreciate that. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you can, you know, share, share the, the, the gospel that is our new thing here and subscribe <laughs> and download and do all, do all that good stuff. Help us out. Yeah, and also, before we get started, I need to make my first official podcast correction. And last week, I said that home improvement was part of the TGIF lineup. It was not. And I'm very sorry for any stress I've caused in your life. That is true. We did get a couple messages. People can't wait to, to, to hop on you and let you know when you screw something up. And the internet is forever and instantaneous. And people do not let you forget because the they are, you know. because they are rude and miserable people. So back to it. Uh, yeah, we're talking Saved by the Bell this week. The, our favorite show to, you know, stay home fake sick and watch, right? It was originally Definitely what, one of my favorites for yeah. sure. So I guess the, the, the pilot or the original idea of this thing, it was a Disney show. Good morning, Miss Bliss, right? Mm-hmm. So which that, that, didn't, that didn't take off. So they, they kind of they whacked that. Marty can tell you about that. Well, yeah, they did. And I believe that, you know, Good Morning Miss Bliss was based in Indianapolis. And uh, it was much more centered around Miss Bliss as the main character. And some of the characters that became main characters, Zach uh, and Lisa, that you're aware of, they were a part of Good Morning Miss Bliss. But you also had uh, Mikey and the girl that looked like Curly Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the first season aired and you know had a pilot and then had one 13 episode season and they completely abandoned the idea uh they picked bayside up and moved it to california uh fired miss bliss or left her in indiana whatever you want to say mm-hmm. uh and then it became the show that you know we were all more familiar with um so miss bliss kind of got a Got a tough shake on that one. Well, got the old heave but they were trying to recapture that like preteen audience. And what better way to do that than get rid of the old lady and move them to a high school where everybody would want to go. The dream high school. You're in Bayside, Bayside High. You're in California. It is, it's the dream if you're a kid. You have a diner attached to your school. I mean, that's pretty great. Was the Max attached? Sure it was. I don't know. I just thought it was down the street. It, I don't know how long how long do they have in between classes? I don't know. All the classes were 19 seconds long. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. With, with two hour breaks. Yeah, I could have done with that in high school. I could have done with some uh, some shorter classes. And all you do is walk in, make fun of the teacher, pull some pranks. Um, well, the problem is that I already ate like garbage in high school anyway. If I had a full on burger shake and fry place and an old timey jukebox, it, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't uh, I would have flunked out. I'd have been 9000 uh-huh. pounds. You know, I only did one of those things in high school. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to, you know, let everybody guess which one that is. You can't see Steve, um, but just take your best guess at which one it is. So, yeah, we wind up in, (laughs) we wind up in California, Bayside High. Um, Mm -hmm. We're introduced to what will become to known, to be known as all of the main characters. So you've got Zach, Kelly, 
Jesse, Lisa, Screech, and Slater, mm-hmm. um, and Mr. Belding. You know, Mr. Belding's a stable. He's there in Indianapolis. He comes along with the kids. Uh, Have to. And, yeah, well, he had to, yeah. And he really becomes the main, um, you know, parental or teacher uh, personality that's consistent throughout the show. Right. So when they bring in this new... Uh, you know, style to the show, mm-hmm. Zach is already in Good Morning, Miss Bliss. He's kind of a punk, but they take it up to the nth degree uh, in this new version. So he becomes, essentially, he's Ferris Bueller um, in Bayside High School. Right. So he's always scheming. He's always trying to get away with something. Um, he's always trying to steal everybody else's girl and make fun of Screech. And um, looking back on it, retrospectively, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, um, he is. No, he certainly is. And that was Peter Engel when he was ca- uh, casting for this. He wanted a kid who was charismatic, um, yet conniving, rude, but also sweet. He, want, he, he was quoted as saying he wanted a person that would lie to your face, but would make, make you love him for it. Like one of those guys. I think we all either all were that kid or, or know a kid yeah. like that. I was going to say that sounds uh, very similar, except I didn't have the, the washed blonde hair. Um, and that was actually one of the things that Mark Paul Gosler talked about. He, he did not have blonde hair. Right. So throughout that show's entire run, he was bleaching his hair nonstop. every two weeks. Yeah. And then as he got older, he had a five o'clock shadow. He had to shave twice a day. <laughs> oh yeah. So, you know, oh man, the ultimate sacrifice is right. to be part of pop culture. Right. Um, so Steve, early on in the middle school stuff, you're all, you know, immediately introduced to Kelly Kapowski, who mm-hmm. is Zach's, you know, love interest for the majority of the show. Everyone's life. love interest. Mine, yeah. yours. I was having a tough time remembering if she was my first crush or Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. It was one of those two. Are right. you saying are you saying it was hard, the decision? It, it, mm-hmm. that's okay. What that's what I'm saying. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to click the explicit button, Stephen. Sorry. Um but no, so he he pull, hits the drop down poster that drops down Kelly Kapowski. Yep. And in the locker. No, in his oh, bedroom. Wasn't, oh, it was in his bedroom. That's yeah, right. It's in his bedroom, man. It's, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. How did you get that? Yeah. Signs you know, in one day makes Kelly Kapowski posters. I thought it was signs in a day. Nah, whatever. Nah, either way. Um, but no, so, so they're setting up this relationship between Zach and Kelly, um, which continues throughout multiple versions of the show in one way, shape, or form. They're friends. They're dating. They're friends. Uh, they hate each other. Um, they're not in the show together. They are in the show together. Then they're Hawaiian. Uh, then they're at a beach club somehow. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they get married after college where mm-hmm. she's not at first. It, it's a very, the, the way they <laughs> recorded and organized this show is so bizarre and extremely, extremely hard to follow. You have to look up what are the order in which these things happened. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. They threw the the episode numbers out like Yahtzee, and they're just like, oh, this will be this will be the order. I don't know. I think you just described the age old love, love. You you meet when you're younger, and then there's a disappearance, and then you go to a beach club, and then you go back to school, and then you go to Hawaii in the middle of school year, and then you disappear again, and then you graduate together, and then you then you do you date your professor in college, and yep. then maybe one day you get married. I don't know about you, but that is exactly the roadmap 
of my love life with my beautiful wife. That's, that's how things shook out for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that was because I wanted to be Zach Morris as a child. And I think a lot of us wanted, you know, that's one of those, he's a cool kid. You know, he's one of the more popular kids in, in school. Now he wasn't the jock, you know, they had a separate character created mm -hmm. for that. They brought in, uh, you know, AC Slater to, to be the, the jock aspect of this cool guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and initially when they brought Slater in, uh, he and Zach are competing, you know, for Kelly. Um, and as the show moves on, we all know that Slater eventually winds up with, um, Jesse, you know, Elizabeth Berkeley's character. Right. And that was because they felt that the rivalry between Zach and Slater was impeding or, or infringing upon some of the, the comedy aspects that they were trying to do. So they wanted them to be separate so they could be friends as opposed to adversaries. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, off camera, they were super close and I think they probably noticed the chemistry they had off camera and, you know, it turned their rivalry into a more like tongue in cheek sort of thing than, uh, than, um, you know, a, a hatred sort of thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And, you know, it comes that, that preppy thing goes from being a downer to just kind of, you know, Slater's pet name for Zach. Right. He's just known as preppy. Right. Um, and initially in the show's run too, uh, you have that come through my window thing that, that we had discussed last week mm -hmm. uh, or in the previous episode about, you know, Jesse and Zach are always, where Zach is always coming through Jesse's window because mm -hmm. they're the, they grew up next to each other. You don't really hear much of this mentioned mm -hmm. later in the show, but in its infancy, they have that, you know, he's the guy next door. She's the girl next door. And he comes in the window to talk to her whenever he needs to. Right. And, um, you know, they have that closeness, but it, it really is, um, you know, just, just friendship. Right. At, at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, originally <clears throat> Elizabeth Berkeley auditioned for the role of Kelly Kapowski. Mm -hmm. So I did not and, know that. And yeah, and it's actually, uh, there are numerous shows where people went for one part and don't wind up getting it, but they either wind up creating another part for them because they liked them. They just didn't feel like they fit that mold. Right. Um, or they cast them as another character that they're also auditioning for. Right. Um, one I can think of off the top of my head. Let me go into my nerd vault. Uh, Charisma Carpenter auditioned for the role of Buffy Summers in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. That went to Sarah Michelle Gellar, of course, but they created the character Cordelia for Charisma Carpenter because they liked her so much. Wow, that is some useless knowledge. Thank yep. you. Now let's learn everything I need to know about Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Screech, they, uh, um, after they cast Mark Paul Gossler, they did maybe a couple readings with a couple kids, and Mark Paul Gossler was actually the one who insisted that Dustin Diamond get the part. Peter Engel misread his headshot, and he was way younger than the other kids, which probably yep. would have prevented him from getting the, from getting the slot here. But yeah, mm -hmm. you mentioned just the different, the different storylines and the different, it's such a kitschy little, um, innocent show, especially, you know, initially. So the, all the, the topsy turviness of the, of the, the, the timelines and some of the, the things they, they, they talk about, I was going to mention this later, but I guess now's a good time to mention it. They did talk about real things in this show, but they kind mm -hmm. of did it in an interesting and kitschy way, uh, dating, feminism, uh, death, uh, uh bullying, uh, drug use, uh, environmental issues, and like we've mentioned with like the TGIF shows last week, as we're all young kids watching these, um, unless you're two grown men, you're watching them now and you should maybe not start a podcast and steal our idea. Um, but it's, you could relate to it because of the, you have 22 minutes 
and, uh, on a colorful screen with some colorful, fun young characters to you know uh, uh, attack a certain issue, and uh, and they're able to do it in in an easy to understand way that didn't turn off a young kid who didn't want to talk about or know about serious things. It was done, you know, in a pretty clever way. Hi, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Thank you for listening to Truth of Our Youth, the ultimate Zenial podcast. We hope that you're enjoying the show, and we hope that you will go to wherever you like to listen to podcasts and look for Truth of Our Youth. Make sure you give us a rating, hit the subscribe button, find us on Facebook, suggest topics and things that we can talk about in the future. If you want to be on the show, let us know. We'll find some time to fit you in. Thanks, preppies. No, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't fly nowadays. Even just, you know, some of the, you know, not the, there's women, the, the first scene that you see in the girls' locker room, they're in there weighing themselves and checking their height yep. and things like that. And just all this, you know, taboo, sensitive kind of subjects these days that it just, we didn't think anything of it, you know, then. And really a lot of people don't think anything of it now, but everything is a big friggin' deal. So just even silly things like that wouldn't make it into shows now. No. And I remember there's an episode where Jesse uh, really likes this guy and they're ready to go out on a date and he's sitting down at a table and they're like, cool, what time do you want to meet up? And he stands up and he's like a foot shorter than her. Yep. That was it. So she starts freaking out about how tall she is and she's in the locker room um, marking. She's like, I've grown an inch since lunchtime. When we get to some more of the, the other high school stuff, Slater's the jock, he's doing the wrestling. Uh, him and Jesse eventually, you know, get together and he's mm-hmm. the macho type and she's the feminist. Right. So it's a natural budding of heads, but it's that opposites attract mentality. I think they were going for there. Yeah. But then you have Mr. Belding, who's a staple throughout the whole show and God, what a character Dennis Haskins is throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, he, he's pals with the guys on some occasions. He's a hard ass on some occasions, but he always comes back to being that, you know, principle that, is your best buddy, which I yeah. never had that experience growing up, but I guess it must be pleasant. Um, yeah, I never saw him happened. do one. He never did one bit of administrative work that I could tell. I'm just, he just no, seemed well, like a guy in a suit that just wandered into the school and was like, well, I'm just going to kind of hang out. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that, that's true. Um, and in real life, when we met Dennis Haskins, he's very much like that. He just shows up and kind of hangs out uh, and makes it kind of his own thing. A super nice guy. Yeah, true. Yeah. As an aside, um, yeah, Marty and I, we, uh, we also play in a band together. Uh, here's to the night 90s tribute band. You can look us up on Facebook if you want leave a hateful message. Uh, but we had Dennis Haskins. Um, he was introduced to us by a mutual friend. Uh, we had him come and host one of our shows one night and he, you know, he did all the Mr. Belding bits and, but you know, the, the load in time was so early. We wound up being able to catch dinner with him. And he's just telling us just the the craziest of stories, things we can't mention on here, things that are adorable, people that he's met and hung out with. And it's just, it's, uh, you know, his, his, his phone is, you know, the who's who of Hollywood and just Mr. Belding knows everybody and everybody knows him. And it's just hilarious, but he loves, 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 loves the legacy of the, of the Belding character. I mean, after the show, you go up to the deli and the, the young lady, she's like, yeah, hi, sir. Can I help you? He's like, you ever watch Saved by the Bell? It's just yeah, was, it's just stuff like that. It's ridiculous. If people did not recognize him. He was not afraid to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hilarious in some instances. Just girls walking around with uh, drinks at the casino. And he's just like, hey, 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 what you carrying over there? 
Yeah. And it's just that he never dropped the shtick. Uh, and it was amazing. No, yeah, so, it was uh, it was awesome. It was love really Dennis. Good. It, Haven't heard from Dennis in a little while. Uh, hope hope you're doing well. Uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again soon. Uh, but thanks for that. It gave us a little bit of fodder for for our podcast here today. No, yeah, absolutely. And we do have video yes, of do. Dennis, old Mr. B, on stage doing Gangsta's Paradise with us. Oh, okay, so we are going to have to try and track down that video and maybe yeah. get that uploaded here at some point for some uh, some bonus content. It was awesome. It was something special. I mean, never in a million years that I think I would see Mr. Belding on stage singing Coolio. Yeah. Uh, but it happened, you know, that was life. So anyway, back to the, back to the show. Um, so then, you know, we're going through the first couple seasons and they're pretty, you know, uniform, stereotypical teen drama stuff, hijinks, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, and then you get to season three and things take this really odd turn chronologically. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why they did this. And when I started looking at the original air dates for these episodes, I think mm-hmm. I'm understanding a little bit more in that, the first episode of the high school episode and then the first episode of the beach club episodes when he's with Mr. Carosi and all of a sudden they're all working at this, you know, beach club and right. Zach falls in love with uh, Leah Remini uh, and her Who character, Stacy Carosi. Um, and, mm. you know, Kelly's, they're, they're dating on one episode and then he's dating Stacy Carosi on the other episode. And you're like, what, I, what, what is going on here? Very disjointed. Um, but it looks like they may have aired them back to back. And as they did that, they created two separate storylines in season three. Um, And both of those are actually pretty good. Right. But if you watch them now, they don't run them uh, with season three, the the beach episodes. They run them with season four, which Mm -hmm. makes it infinitely more confusing. Right. Because then you have all of them at the beach club and then you get back to high school Kelly and Jesse are gone and this bright biker chick Tori shows up and is now Zach's love interest. Right. Which I did find out why that happened. Yeah. So uh, Jesse and Kelly, um, you know, in uh, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley and Tiffany Amber Thiessen did not rev- uh, renew their contracts. Right. For us. There was like a season extension, I guess, mm-hmm. um, leading up to the graduation. And so they just disappeared. In comes Tori. She's the love interest, this, that, and the other thing. And then magically on graduation day, because this episode was filmed before yep. when, uh, when Kelly and Jesse were still on the show, they just appear with no mention of anything. And guess who's gone? Tori. Yeah, Tori, she's gone. So it's called the Tori paradox. But I guess we all remember certain, there's certain people and certain friends in our lives have always come in and out and return. And you look back and it just does seem like one cohesive timeline of friendship. But it's kind of funny how you can draw the parallels between this Tory paradox on the show. And, you know, I, I think back and I'm like, man, this was my friend and they were always around. And then we graduated together. and That was awesome. There were huge gaps in time in which they were not there. And, sure. and you just you just look back and think back and you're like, man, that's that's weird. But, it's, uh, you know, I don't think they did it on purpose. But, you know, the 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 dichotomy there is uh, is not lost on me because I'm not drinking tonight. I'm drinking water. So everything makes perfect sense to me. My brain is. Functioning. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And, yeah, I, I had heard the same thing about um, what I heard was that the contracts were coming to an end and they had non-renewed. Well, then somebody else picked up, uh, wanted to pick it back up. But those those ships had sailed, so they brought in you know Tori to finish out this new um, twelve show order uh, of the series. 
So, and the thing is with the Tory stuff, in theory, they're basically just saying, yeah, they're all there at the same time. You know, they had to explain it away right. on the back end. So, you know, good luck with that. But they're just basically like, yeah, they're just never in the same place. Never in the same place at the same time. And that's, and we just focused on these storylines instead. Yep. So, you know, you can do whatever you want. You know, you and, can and, artistic license. Yeah. And, and to the, the, the defense of that decision, they're, the Tory episodes are not bad. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good episodes uh, in that short run she has where they do like the male versus female competition and right. she's a better mechanic than Slater is. And mm-hmm. I think that's the one where Screech sabotages the oven and makes them burn their cake. Oh yeah, um, a lot of a lot of craziness going on. There, there was a lot of hilarity at Screech's house, too. If if you remember, remember they uh, broke that they broke the Elvis statue. That's the only one I remember at his house. Really? Oh, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I guess. And maybe the that episode was so action packed. They were doing the uh, the sliding across the floor in their socks, break the Elvis statue. Didn't his uh didn't his robot Kirk out at, at, at one time or another too, <laughs> and like launch popcorn everywhere? What was what was the robot's name? Do you remember? uh damn or no i don't i don't remember screech's robot robot mcmetal guy i think (laughs) right um yeah just started spinning around in circles and saying happy birthday polly um (laughs) but no he his uh the robot did have a couple hiccups uh man all these shows we're talking about just have random robots inserted why Uh, not about family matters last week and the Mm -hmm. Urkel bot and now Mm -hmm. we've got um saved by the bell and screech's robot yeah so uh, but yeah, I mean, that episode I do recall. And I remember in that one that he like, I can't remember what the guy's he's he screech is trying to date Tori spelling Amber, right? Right, right. And, uh, you know, Aaron spelling is a producer on the show magically Tori spelling shows up. Um, weird and plays screeches nerdy love interest because of Nepotism. course, of course, she had to be, you know, a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's currently dating. Uh, the other, I can't remember his name. I can picture it in my face. They probably called him like Nerderton or something like that. In the show, right. like Sheldon that. or something. <laughs> something along those lines. Um, but her name was Violet Bickerstaff. That one I recall very clearly. <laughs> anyway, funny. but the the deal for him to give, what, what did he have? But anyway, he had to go on a date. Jesse had to go out on a date with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want a date with legs. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the dynamic in that episode. Oh, and uh, I think it was a mascot or a dog. He had Screech's dog. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I'll give you the dog back if you let me take out this other friend of yours. What an odd situation. Right. But you did mention uh, they attack some real life issues. And I specifically recall the one with the, well, I recall two of them. And you guys know which one one of them's going to be. But the first one I want to talk about is they go to this party. It's like a toga party. Uh, and they all, you know, booze up a little bit, drink mm-hmm. a couple beers. And um, I think they're driving Lisa's mom's car. And Lisa says, I, I can't drive. I'm too buzzed. And I can't remember if it's Zach or Slater. That it's decides. probably Zach. It's probably Zach. Yeah. Um, so they decide they can drive. And then, of course, you know, they had that half a Coors Light. So they wrecked because that's right. in high school. It's all it takes. Right. Um, and so they try to cover that up and eventually they have to come clean and, you know, the, the, the way every single episode ended, um, you know, they, Zach always had to come clean. He never got away with anything really. Like he, he, he always got really, really close. And how many scenarios did Screech blow up just because he couldn't keep his damn mouth shut about anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. I mean, Zach had, uh, 
for as much of a <clears throat> disaster as he was as a human, he had so many redeeming qualities and a lot of goodwill points built up. I mean, for Christ's sake, him and Tori basically helped deliver Mrs. Belding's baby in an elevator when there was an earthquake at Bayside. You know what I mean? So yep. that's that's worth at least 15 sparkle points. Yeah, right at least. At least. You know, and then the the when the the uh, they struck oil at the at the field and they got all over the animals and Becky the mm-hmm. duck and he was so distraught and yep. it's like okay that's another 10 sparkle points right there well, and also that is a creepy episode when he comes in with this fake duck that is just limp and dead and he's carrying it in his hands and you're just like oh yeah. my god I mean I guess that was the point of the episode is they wanted it to be kind of graphic well, what I didn't um, understand about that episode was is they're like yeah we struck oil on the on the football field and the whole first half of the episode is all of the kids daydreaming about what they were going to do with their money right you think my high school would have given me one red cent if they struck oil no absolutely not no they'd have burned it down built an oil field and sent you uh somewhere else what oil (laughs) yeah um but yeah i mean they like any of these shows guys they get into these zany adventures you remember zach attack Mm -hmm. they start their own band and it's obvious that none of them play any instruments um, and it's so comical just watching them play songs and all of a sudden then they're a barbershop quartet and they all have perfect pitch. And then the next episode, uh, it's the Miss Bayside pageant and Kelly can't sing a note uh, and Screech becomes Miss Bayside. I mean, there's all this absolute insanity, but that's what made it fun. You know, that's what made it fun. One of the most cringeworthy parts of the show for me was when the gang made friendship bracelets. Okay. And then Zach became a bossy little turd. Cause that's what he does. Um, and, uh, I guess it was Kelly and Jesse and Slater broke off and formed buddy bands. Oh yeah. Friendship bracelets and buddy bands, friendship bracelets and buddy bands. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that is an age old scandal that has ripped many friendship circles apart. Absolutely. Over the years. But Absolutely. the commercial, with the commercial that they made, in that episode but yeah but if and slater dancing and there's a couple music videos that have happened i guess throughout the Uh course of that show and they all happen Uh on the same set the other one was in the the caffeine pills episode i think oh yeah that was my other major topic her her quote-unquote drug addiction yeah well i see really are taking pills (sighs) you gotta you gotta get help no i just need one of these (laughs) <laughs> okay what no. are you taking no dose and everybody thinks it's the end of the world i know i, mean, I get it i mean she wasn't you know uh, uh, popping xanax and, and chasing with miller high life like it was right. caffeine pills like let's let's be real here but we didn't know anything then so it's and the like, other oh, yeah man, gotta be careful with them pills and That's elizabeth berkeley says that that is her favorite episode even though it's it's become such a part of pop culture even today that whole i'm so excited i'm so scared yeah That's um, me every day but also, we're talking about the music videos. They are in a girl group in that one. Her, uh, Kelly, and Lisa, and their whole, the whole video is them um, magically switching between workout clothes as they jump up and down and sing some terrible song. That sounds um, pretty good. It sounds like the time that it was filmed in. Well, it's a very tragic story. She was addicted to pills, was in you know a crappy music video, and then wound up becoming a stripper in Showgirls. So well, we we we'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's very sad. It's like a E true Hollywood story. Right. So, um, you know, the, the years spent at Bayside, um, you know, they're full of all kinds of, of fun little nuggets and different people coming in and out of, of the show. Um, and, you know, Screech being the typical nerd, we've already discussed everybody's kind of personas. Um, 
but you look back and, and even today, because my daughter is three and I just sometimes can't watch uh, any more Paw Patrol or PJ Masks or Bluey. Um, and I have to put on something that is relatively inoffensive. That's not going to make me want to gouge my eyes out. I'll usually sure. put on Saved by the Bell on like Hulu or something. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to worry about, I mean, yeah, there's some stuff in there that maybe when she gets older, she'll interpret differently. Right. But it's fairly inoffensive, all things considered. Yeah, and it actually, and to be honest with you, it really seems like it was on for longer than it was. It was only on for four seasons. It was 89 to 93, yep. but it just seemed like so much happened. And maybe it had to do with the storyline jumping around, maybe, you know, but it just seemed like it was on forever all the time, and it hit syndication, and then it was just always in your face. Yeah, it was, it was on at 9 a.m. If you stay home from school during the, during the week, it was on at 9 a.m. I forget if it was on TBS or one of those. It was on 9 a.m. every day. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember after that, it was 9 a.m. I can't remember how long it was on. But like then an hour. Be, yeah, then it would be like Price is Right at 11. And oh, then yeah. I would head over to USA for Pressure Luck and Supermarket Sweep and that kind of stuff. Oh, man, you, mean um, you wouldn't stay tuned after Price is Right for the 700 Club? No, I was okay. Oh. I was okay without that one. That was so uh, disappointing. But, yeah, so we, we were, we're finished with Bayside High School. And then you have these weird spinoffs and i guess one of them really is a weird spinoff the other one is you know they're just moving on but you have saved by the bell hawaiian style which is barely worth mentioning barely worth mentioning it's got some weird dynamics where zach's falling in love with like a single mom in hawaii um it mr belding is there i think chronologically it's supposed to be between um season three and four Mm-hmm. Um, because he still said it's not after graduation because he still tells the gang when he sees them that I'll see you in September. Right. Um, so it, it's just a very bizarre, there's no laugh track. It's not filmed in front of an audience. It's, it's essentially written to be a movie. Bizarro world saved by the bell. Yeah. It, and um, it, it is, it can be very strange. It is bizarro world saved by the bell. There's a lot of different subplots, haircuts change like clockwork in this show. Uh, it's all over the place. Right. And, y- you know, after that, they come back, they do graduation. And then the next big thing you have is you have Say by the Bell, the college years, mm-hmm. which only got a one season run, but is a seriously underrated show. I enjoyed the college years. Oh, absolutely. I, I, but, you know, they, the, the 45-year-old RA. Like, oh, when, Mike. When, yeah, Mike Rogers. Mike, when does that ever happen? But all, dude, what a sick dorm room setup they had. Yeah, they like had a common area in the middle, three dudes with their with their bedroom, three chicks with their bedroom, everybody just all up in everybody's face. Yeah, like dude, I, I got yeah, I got a twin size bed and a desk mm-hmm. and some other dude next to me. Yep. That was not fun. And then I was at home. Yeah. Then I went to college. Right. <laughs> um but no, yes, yeah, so you have Mike, we we make another character change. You still have all the guys. You had uh Slater, Zach, and Screech. Mm-hmm. Um, when the show starts, the pilot, that's it from the the old class. They're introducing all these new new characters, one of them being a Lisa replacement that is gone the next episode mm-hmm. because Tiffany Amber Thiessen decides, I am going to come back for this when she initially said no. Right. Um, so with her coming back, they put her in with these other girls that were still there, and the other Lisa Turtle chick is just gone. Right. She gets, uh, she gets Aunt Viv'd. Yeah, absolutely. Aunt Viv, and then uh, what was the, the the youngest Winslow kid? Didn't that happen too? That, yeah, Judy. Judy, mm-hmm. Judy, like yeah, disappeared or changed. I forget. No, oh, no, she she gone. She gone, and then yeah, uh, yeah and Harriet Winslow, she changed too, right? She changed. Judy left. 
Uh, Donna in that 70s show initially had a sister. She's gone. Where are all these disappeared people? They're they're probably just in a vault under the <laughs> Cinderella's castle. Uh, they're probably in the Tanner basement. With, yeah, but uh, but else. it's it's some of the most iconic characters of all time. You think nerd, you 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 picture Screech in your head. It's got arguably the most you know iconic you know uh, uh, television song of all time. Every every single person knows every note of the Saved by the Bell guitar solo. Everybody, it's 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 a universally you know loved or at least tolerated show that was you know a huge part of me. I remember watching it with my sister, with 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 my uncle, with my parents. Sure. Everybody liked it and got something different out of it. Well, and I think one of the funny things also, Steve, is like you know all your friends watched it growing up, but it was available and in so many different places in so many different time slots that you would all be in completely different places in the show at all times. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the college years, I think that was 93 to 94, uh, Mike does, or, uh, Mike Rogers, the, the student RA that Steve mentioned, he is in theory, he used to play for the 49ers and now he's a resident advisor while he's finishing his psychology degree. Um, Good pretty cool him. guy. Yeah. Pretty cool guy, <clears throat> guy, all things considered. Um, but I, I've looked him up. His name's Mike Golick and he did play professional football. Yep. for several teams, none of which were the 49ers. So I'm just like, well, why? Why didn't you just say it? Yeah, why wouldn't you just change? Why would you change to the 49ers? Maybe he just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, you know, and, but it's I, I'm glad that we kind of grew up with the characters and the show got not more serious, but, you know, it, it started. Uh, oh, the grew, professor. Yeah, the, the falling in love with the professor. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'm glad things like that happened. And we grew up with the show. Because seeing Dustin Diamond in a boxing ring because yep. he's a coquette or something and seeing Elizabeth Berkeley and showgirls, that would have been traumatizing. So so <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad they helped us grow up along the way. Oh yeah, she she helped me grow up. Um Oh yeah, helped you grow so, up. Yeah, and also understand what terrible, terrible cinema is. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so bad. Um but yeah, so the college years has a 19 episode run. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's an underrated show. And when I did a little bit more digging, uh, apparently it was doing okay, but they tried to put it up against full house, which was just a juggernaut. And they're just like, well, we can't win this. So oh, yeah. It's bye. Canceled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 19 episode run. And the last episode is Zach and Kelly get engaged. And this right. is after, I mean, we're talking 19 episodes where she's not in the first one. Mm-hmm. She comes back. Zach's dating some other chick from the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly's starts dating the professor. He's got a kid. He's 32. She's 19. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And then by the end of, like, the semester, they're engaged. Oh, so, if they can get through that, they can get through anything. You might yeah, as well man. just hit your wagon to that star. You might as well. Right. Um, and I also thought it was hilarious. They're like, guys, 32. He's ancient. And I'm like. Oh, oh my god! Thirty-two. I wish I yeah. I wish I looked like that. Freaking ridiculous. My oh, sense he, of style's better, but he was a handsome fellow. He was he was a handsome man. It's funny, and and Zach and Kelly were always a thing. Zach and 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 Lisa, uh, Lark Voorhees, and and Mark Paul Gossett, they yeah. dated basically the entire show run. They all dated each other at different times. Yep. And there 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 was but there was this no swearing rule on the set. So let's see, we can all date each other. We can, you know, possibly have drug habits, depending on how much you believe from Dustin Diamond's book. But if you swear on set, how dare you? 
Yeah, I mean that's unacceptable. Well, I think they were just trying to keep, you know, trying to keep it wholesome well a little bit and keep with the with the spirit of the show. But I mean, it is one of my all time favorite shows. It's important to me for a lot of reasons. I hearken back to it all the time. I mean, you still see references to it in uh, in pop culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh it's ever present and it's uh wasn't you know I don't know if it won any awards at the time, but it was, uh, certainly left an impact. Yeah, and and at the end, like I said, at the end of the college years, Zach and Kelly get engaged. Uh, their parents don't want to help them. You're too young, et cetera, et cetera, that age-old right. tale. Um, but the show gets canceled. So you're like, well, yeah, really? Like, mm-hmm. we, we don't even get to see the wedding. Like, what happens? So right. the answer, Saved by the Bell, Las Vegas wedding. Mm-hmm. Similar to Hawaiian style, it is not filmed in front of a studio audience. It's written as a movie. Right. If you watch it now, they split it up as if it were a season. Right. It's like six episodes as a season which is a little easier than watching a two hour Saved by the Bell movie. Um, but, you know, hilarity ensues. And at the, at the very end, um, they, Jesse does make a comeback. And one of the reasons she was only in the last episode is because she was at that time filming Showgirls. Um, so she makes it back at the very end of this, this movie uh, just to be part of the wedding. Uh, and Zach's mom and dad come back, you know, Derek Morris, who gets dunks belting in the, in the tank and, that whole debacle with him getting the dude from the max to play both his father to belding and belding to his father. Yep. Um, that was a fun little dynamic. And then of course we didn't mention that max back in the day with the lame magic trip tricks. Oh yeah. Ed Alonso was, uh, was who played him. Right. But I remember he, uh, he fell on hard times and was, uh, serving them sliders instead of real burgers. Right. The studio audience is going, Oh, yeah, but uh, you know, Haskins makes a you know a cameo in a couple episodes of the college year. Well, one episode of the college years, and then the the wedding episode. He he comes back for both of those. Um, but yeah, I mean that that it was uh you know that all gives you that happily ever after. Uh, and they only needed to make it until they were you know twenty. They're yeah. all hanging out in in Vegas. Uh, so that was interesting dynamic. Um, there's no mention of. Kelly and Slater or how that all shook out or whatever happened there. Lisa comes back as well um, towards the end. So, you know, you get, you get them all, get pretty much the whole gang back together. I mean, Tori didn't make it shocker. Um, She didn't make it to the wedding. Miss bliss was a no show. Now they buried all them under the oil field. (laughs) Yeah, that that's probably true. Yeah. But a lot of different dynamics and storylines and wacky twists and turns. And I didn't notice any of it when I was a kid. I'm just like, man, this is awesome. I want to live my friends. Yeah, no, you're just like, hey, say about the bells on. I guess I know what I'm watching. Yep, exactly. You didn't care if it was Tori or Ms. I Bliss like Tori. Or whatever. I had a little thing for Tori. Did you? Oh, was yeah. it the leather jacket? Yeah, any uh any woman can slap me around a little bit and yeah, I'm into it. What? Okay. <laughs> this took a weird turn. Yeah. So guys, that's uh that's it for us this episode. Thanks again for joining us. This is the Truth of Our Youth podcast, the ultimate Zenial podcast. And, uh, you know, next week we're going to delve into another 90s topic to be determined. But we have a couple ideas. Yeah, we'll announce it on Facebook before the episode drops. Um, So make sure you guys are giving us feedback, giving us suggestions about what you want us to talk about. If you are, um, you know, an expert in something and you'd like to speak to it, let us know. You know, maybe be able to find a way to get you in on the podcast and you can talk about some stuff for a little while. Absolutely. I'm Steve Wozniak for Marty Vidic. We will uh, catch you guys next week. Later, skaters. <laughs> <laughs>